0: Hello everybody, welcome once again to Vineyard Community Church as we continue on in a series we're doing called Life in His Story and uh, in effect what we're doing um, in this part of the year is we've been uh, sort of talking about the historical church calendar, the historical church year um, which uh, weekend by weekend commemorates um, events of uh, the redemptive acts if you would of the, in the life of Jesus and my thinking is that it's very helpful to know um, and reflect on, in uh, a weekly basis, the life of Jesus and, and uh, how we fit in that life and in His story. And so we're, we're using um, the, this sort of time frame as a way to help um, uh, guide our devotional lives in the things that we reflect on week to week um, in this process. This, uh, this weekend is known as the the second Sunday after Easter, um, we celebrated the resurrection of Jesus two weeks ago. And uh, the week before that, we talked about the amazing love of God for us and passing everything through the filter of love that we find in 1 Corinthians 13. Uh, two, two weeks ago, we talked about the empty tomb and the impact that it has on the world and on us. Last week, we talked about the joy that we should uh, be experiencing in uh, the lives uh, of disciples. And this week, I want to talk about the goodness of God. The goodness of God. Our scripture reading today... Oh, that's right, I had a little, I had a little story. Let me collect it because I, I, uh, I thought about two little stories for you um, earlier today because I saw some chickens and it made me think of these chicken jokes. If you drive through Winn-Dixie here, you see chickens, uh, live ones. And and, uh, and, and this, uh, I just want to make sure I get them right now because I've got to think about them. Just briefly, this on television, there's no pressure. Um, okay, okay. So what do you call a chicken that's crossing the, ro- the road? Poultry in motion. I don't know what Okay, well, then then the other one is, is, well, why did the chicken cross the road? To show the possum that could actually be done. (laughs) I like that one. (laughs) See, it can be done. Our scripture reading is out of John 10. This will be much better than either of those. Verses 11 through 16. Jesus said this, I am the good shepherd. The good shepherd lays down his life for the sheep. The hired hand is not the shepherd who owns the sheep. So when he sees the wolf coming, he abandons the sheep and runs away. Then the wolf attacks the flock and scatters it. The man runs away because he is a hired hand and cares nothing for the sheep. I am the good shepherd. I know my sheep and my sheep know me. Just as the Father knows me, and I know the Father, and I lay down my life for the sheep. I have other sheep that are not of the sheep pen, I must bring them also. They too will listen to my voice, and there shall be one flock and one shepherd. And blessed be the word of the Lord. He is the good shepherd. Always good, only good. That's who God is. He's the good shepherd. Always good and only good. First point in your notes is this, is that God is good. God is good. He's always good. That's who he is. Now I say that, and, and then let's balance this in, that life in this fallen world, on this broken planet, is sometimes very difficult and very hard. And yet God is still always good. The, the hard, terrible stuff is not what God wants or intended for us. It is a direct consequence of the fall in Genesis 3 which was orchestrated by the evil one and our ancestors bought into it and so would have we because we've all sinned since and the evil one wants to steal your life away and one of the main things he wants to do in trying to do that is he wants you to think that somehow God is not good. That's what he did to Adam and Eve in the beginning. He just twisted the truth enough to make them think that God wasn't good, that somehow God was holding out on them, that, that um, by telling them that they couldn't eat from this one tree, that they were missing something. And that's what the enemy said. He said to them, see, he knows if you eat of that tree... That's the very best thing, and you'll be just like him. And so they, they sinned. And, and I think about that, and, and see, in the goodness of God, um, they lived in a, in a world full of yeses with one no. Can you imagine that? Every, everything virtually was, yes, created for their enjoyment, for their lives, for the fullness of their lives. God created it all, put it all in front of them, hung out with them, walked with them. They were in direct communion with the creator of all things. This was the life they experienced. They, they had no strife with one another. Um, there was no shame. There was no guilt. There was no ma- manipulation. Everything was perfect and amazing and incredible. We can't even really imagine what that would be like to wake up every day and everything is just off the charts, perfect, and yet there's one no. Just one. Just stay away from that. You think, well, if God's good, why did he even put a no there? Because there needed to be a choice. I mean, when you think about it, it just makes sense. If, if if there wasn't a choice, then then how would you know if you really loved God or not? How would you, or would you just there wouldn't be any other options? And so one little no popped up. Just stay away from that. I love you so much. Here's everything else. Stay away from that. And they couldn't. And as a direct result, everything fell apart. Everything. But it never changed the fact that God was good. And he immediately began to make a way again. Right, right from there. In Genesis 3.15, just a couple verses later, he said, already, already the plan's in place for the reestablishment of relationship in Christ and what would happen. But see, God is good. And he wants you to have a full Life. The verse just before our scripture reading, which was John 10:11, is John 10:10. 10, 10. Jesus said, the thief, the evil one, comes only to steal and kill and destroy. I have come that they may have life and have it to the full. God wants you to have and experience life to the full. Real, now and forever life to the full. And, and one of the questions I want you to think about this week is, is do you really believe that? Do you think that God wants you to experience a full life, a real life, or do you think that somehow now because you're following Christ that, um, that, that you know, life isn't really supposed to be like that? It's just kind of a big sacrifice and not a whole lot of fun. and, and uh, you know, it's, it's, it's a good deal, we get that, but now we just have to press through until, until we finally go to eternity and, and you know that's where it's all going to matter and uh, I want to challenge that thinking if you ever think like that because God wants you to experience real full life now Um, do you remember the song Only the Good Die Young it's a pretty popular song right and there's a line in there that says I'd rather laugh with the sinners than cry with the saints the sinners are much more fun and unfortunately I think a lot of people buy into that even believers that yeah well that was my fun life and now well now you know I'm I'm following Jesus now, so I don't have fun anymore. Uh, you know, now it's you know whoop, nose to the grindstone, and uh, you know straightening up, following the rules, and and uh, you know the reality is that full life is is what's available to you, and that's what we need to talk about in this process. Um, and so you know if your thinking starts to become well now you know uh, because of what Jesus did, so my life just one big sacrifice, and that's all I'm going to do. Um, that doesn't sound to me like really full life. Um, something's missing in that equation. And, uh, you know, it's not, it doesn't, you hear me say this quite often, this, this whole thing in Jesus is the best deal in the universe. Um, some people make it seem like not a very good deal at all. And there's something wrong with that. And so I, I feel like we have to challenge it. I remember as a new Christian, vividly I had this encounter, and in particular, but I had encounters like this, with people who had been walking with the Lord, and I think were you know, sincere and really trying to, to walk it out. But, but um, I would find them very often to be very critical, very judgmental, and really mean. And um, I think they meant well. But, but I remember one guy. You know, at the time, I had a goatee, and uh, uh, and and I, I had to. I never thought much about it. I had a goatee, and I was walking uh, to go see a movie. And this guy, who'd been a, a believer for a long time, he all of a sudden decided to hit me on those two points. He said, "Mature believers don't go to the movies." It's like really, and they also don't have goatees. And and you know, I, I came out of a, uh, a drug culture background. That's what I did, and. and uh, I, before I knew Jesus. And I remember actually having the thought, listen, if that's what this is, if this is what you're telling me is what this life is, then, then even though the drugs were killing me, they were in effect kinder. Um, what you're offering me isn't better, it's much worse. And, and I, you know, I never chose to go back, but I remember thinking there's something not right in that dynamic. There's something missing in the process. Um, this Jesus thing is supposed to be good news. Full life, now and forever life. So, the, just a couple of things I want to talk about about Jesus being good, always good and only good. So, we don't fly off to the other extreme and think that there's not um, uh, um, right and wrong, because there certainly is. But I, I think sometimes we put so many rules in that we don't experience life. So, another thing I want you to know about him, second point, is that he didn't come to be your boss. He didn't come to be your boss. I say that because I have this thought that a lot of people view God that way. Um, oh, And don't get me wrong, he's Lord, uh, he's in charge, I have no qualms about that. I want his will, not my own, I mean, I get... But, but see, I think if we, if we paint him in the boss role, um, we end up with, with, with struggles because uh, it's not a great analogy for the simple fact that most people, a lot of people don't like their bosses. Um, they just don't care for them and and, uh, and so uh, you know oftentimes at work um, people are sort of trying to figure out how just to get by and get their day over with and, um, and so the, the Christian life is not about fulfilling a job description from a stern boss and, and I want to just blow that up if you ever think that way that's not the Christian life that sometimes that's what people do okay we got a very stern boss and um, this is the job description and we're going to do it so we can keep him happy and earn his approval and, and experience some sort of life, I guess. But, you know, it's, it's tough. And uh, uh, that's not who he is. Listen to these verses. Mark ten forty five. For even the Son of Man did not come to be served, but to serve and to give his life as a ransom for many. Um, does that sound like your boss? I hope it does for you, but, but probably not. Isaiah 64.4 Since ancient times, no one has heard, no ear has perceived, no eye has seen any God beside you who acts on behalf of those who wait for him. You, do you get that? He acts on your behalf, not the other way around. And we think, oh, no, no, it's, uh, he needs me, it's my obligation. Um, he's acting on our behalf. Acts 17, 24 and 25. The God who made the world and everything in it is the Lord of heaven and earth and does not live in temples built by human hands. And he's not served by human hands as if he needed anything because he himself gives all men life and breath and everything else. He came to serve. He acts on our behalf. He gives us life and breath and everything else. He's not your boss. And, and don't relate to him as your boss. How you relate to him is this third point. He is your Abba, Father. He's your Abba, Father. Romans eight fifteen. For you did not receive a spirit that makes you a slave again to fear, but you received the spirit of sonship, and by him we cry, Abba, Father. I'm, uh, connect with that verse. See you when you come into this, the, Jesus. You, you don't get something on you again that, that makes you a slave again to fear. He sets you free from that and now um, he wants you to experience life, real life in him as his child. As his child. And and, and so with that in mind then, this book, this, the Bible that we talk about all the time, um, if, you, if you get to the idea that he wants you to experience real full life, um, this is your heavenly Papa's love letter to you explaining to you how to experience a full life. Um, it's, it's not a rule book so that you don't have fun because that's what some people think it is. It's filled with his wisdom on how to have real fun, on what real fun really looks like. And, and the truth is from that song, I want you to know the sinners don't have more fun. The the Bible will admit that sin is pleasurable for a season. It does that. But the impacts of sin steal away real life. Sin is such a fleeting pleasure that it has no real benefits. And and see, here's the thing. Um, If you were fortunate enough to have a halfway decent father in your life, then you can look back. Uh, Hopefully you're looking back now and you can see that that when he was telling you what you should and shouldn't do, um, he was really loving you well. He was setting some boundaries for you because he loved you. Um, at the time, though, most likely you thought he was just being really mean. He was completely out of touch. He was really old. It wasn't fair. The other kids could do it. It's not fair that I can't. And, uh, and you know, ultimately, just kind of, you're just, you know, you're so out of, I can't even believe that you're my dad. Um, uh, but... Hopefully, as imperfect as he was, you you start to get that what he was trying to do was love you well and keep you safe so that you could enjoy long-term life in the right way and not sell yourself short for something so fleeting that it doesn't matter just because everybody else was doing it. So I hope you had a dad like that. But unfortunately, in our culture... um, it's so broken in so many ways now that there's a lot of people that, don't, that can't relate to this good father analogy because they just didn't see it at, at work uh, and, and at play in their lives. So, so how about I, I think I've got a different one that might help those of you who don't have that. Um, how about this? Did you know that um, Jesus is also the good doctor? He says he's the great physician. And maybe you can relate to that. And he loves it. One of my favorite questions in John 5. I think about this question all the time. I have for years. I still think about it almost every day. The question is this. Do you really want to get well? Jesus asked the, 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 the man who'd been paralyzed for 38 years. I asked him just straight out. Do you really want to get well? You've been, you've been this way for so long. Do you, you know, I ask myself all the time about everything in my life. Do I really want to get well? The second, the question that goes along with that for me is do I really want to get well or just want, do I just want to feel better? And the problem, there's huge difference because if I settle for just feeling better, I often won't get well. If I settle for getting well, then I'll feel better. But sometimes we want a shortcut, don't we? And we just, we don't, here's the issue. The issue is this and to fix this issue I need to do all these things. Is there a shortcut because I don't want to do all these things? And let me do that and the problem is that's not getting well. That's feeling better. And f- I get feeling better. Nobody wants to not feel better, but I'm always asking myself is this, is this getting well? Or am I skipping? Uh, am I trying to, do anybody else here try and take shortcuts? Or is it just me? Am I the only one that will grab a shortcut every time it pops up? <laughs> and and the, the, the question is always in that play I don't really want to get well. And so, so if, with that analogy then, what this becomes, if you can't relate to the love and father thing, um, this is the good doctor's advice on how to have a good life, a full life. It's a prescription for real life, is what this book is. And, and have, you ever had the, have you ever been to the doctor and they tell you that, you know, if you want to get well, you've got to do something different that you don't want to do? And you kind of say, isn't there another way? <laughs> you, you know what I'm talking about? Is there something else? Because I, 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 t- I don't want to do what you're telling me. I, I thought maybe you could just write me a script. <laughs> and then you know, then I'm good. And he says, "No, no, this is really what you need to do. You need to do this, you need to do this, you need to do this." And you're like, "Oh man, this is a description for life. Do you really want real life, Or do you want something less? God wants to give us all real life. And, and he's not mean, He loves us. And, and he'll help us he'll give us his spirit to do it he'll, he'll help us do the next right thing every time he will absolutely empower us with everything we need to live the way that he wants us to live in order to experience the life that he created us for uh, the best that we can in the midst of a fallen world on a broken planet where some things are just horrendously messed up and they're going to be that way until he comes back and yet he wants you to know that he's good always good and only good that's who he is. Always good. Only good. That's God. Every messed up, horrible, terrible thing that you endure is not from him. It's, it's consequences of the sin, at the, at the planning of the evil one. But God's here, and he's made a way for us in Christ to know that he's good again. The good shepherd. The one who cares the one who's always loved us, always will, even though we've chosen to do it not right so many times. He just he went to the cross so that we could have life in him. And then he just lovingly says, look, there's a book. Do it this way. Best that you can, I'll help you. This is where life is. So, he does it for us. So, and you know then, whatever it is that we do for him, this life that we do, when, when we do when we do serve, when we do encourage, when we do bless, when we, we go out of our way to let people know um, about the good news, when we act as his ambassadors, um, it, it's because he loves us and we love him. And, and just our response then isn't out of some you know, horrendous duty that hangs on us. It's because he loves us and we know it. And he said, look, live like Jesus did and that's where you're going to find life. And these are the things Jesus did. Go do those things. It's really not that difficult. It is, but it isn't. The idea is not difficult. The uh the doing it. We've got to trust him more. But you have to be even to begin to start, you've got to know that he's good. And that he's for you. And that he's with you. And so think about that this week. You know, those are the those are the things I would ask you to think about. Um, do you believe that he really wants you to have full life? And then the question that you could ask the, the questions. After that are, do you want to get well? Or do you just want to settle for feeling better? It'll change the way you go through life. So think about those things this week. And uh, we'll talk more next week. If you're watching my video, we or TV, we're very glad that you did. And uh, we appreciate you spending your valuable time with us. We hope that if you're in Big Pine or in the area, come and see us. And uh, we'd love to have you here. And um, if you need us to pray for you, go to the website at keysvineyard.com. And there's a contact page or a prayer page through this prayer request and we will be praying for you. Or you can call us and, and we'll uh, be happy to pray for you that way as well. So thank you very much. We'll see you soon.